you're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today's conversation is with Susan Elstop of Isla Pearl Life. You guys probably follow her on Instagram. I've been following along for years while Susan's been building her business. She left corporate only a couple of years before I did, and she's built a beautiful business that is really centered in things that she loves. And I love the things that she talks about when it comes to our limiting beliefs, thinking that we're not enough, our personal growth, and even our style, and really the work that she's doing around building confidence in women and connecting women, bringing them together in these social circles that she hosts has always really just been something that I thought was beautiful. Just the way that she's built this business around things she loves is beautiful. And so she's been helping women, right? Helping women feel more confident. And so we had this amazing conversation about things that we hate on social media, (laughs) how we're doing things differently. I loved her insights and reflections on what she think made her successful through the pandemic. I thought that was really, really helpful to share. And yeah, it was a great conversation. I think you're going to love it. So pour yourself a cup of tea, grab a coffee, and sit back and listen to Susan and I catch up and dig in deep to all the things that we're passionate about. Welcome to the podcast, Susan. Thanks for having me. Okay, you guys cannot see Susan. But I need to make sure that you understand that her accessory glasses game is so on point. And she has a little puff. Do you call that a ruffle? A pop sleeve? What do you call that? Search I do on the internet. If I go to any style website, that's the only thing I'm searching is puff, 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 puff. It looks very nice. I think it's like the right amount of like fun and feminine. Like it's just nice, you know? I mean, my goal in life is to own that blue dress that Anne Anne of Green Gables wore once upon a time. Do you not remember that dress? That's what's up for me very early on in life. Go Google it after. You will never be able to get that vision out of your head ever again after today. Oh my gosh. I love it. You, I was, as I was throwing my hair into a ponytail, I was like, oh, she's going to look so nice and put together. And I look like I've been recording podcasts back to back for five hours and I'm missing a nail of polish. It's part of my job. Listen, right? It's like, I can't just listen. I wake up every single morning. I know what I need to do to feel at my best. I just know. I know my mindset relies on doing my hair, doing my makeup and putting on an outfit. Dotted line to that is like, I work in style. That's what people look to me for. So not that I can't, I choose not to for lots of reasons, but that's another one, right? Is like, you kind of show up and do the job that you're doing all the time. And as you know, when you work for yourself and you are your brand, you're a walking billboard at all times. It's true. Okay. So if people haven't been introduced to you yet, we're going to get into like everything that you're about and who you're serving and all the things online. 
but we'll make sure that in the show notes, there's everywhere where you can follow Susan and check out her beautiful blog and her website, which is gorgeous, by the way. Your new website is beautiful. But if there was like, you know, in high school when they had those awards at the end of the year and they gave out awards like most likely. So if there was an award for the pandemic and it was like most likely to have worn jeans <laughs> during the pandemic when all of us look like dirt bags. I know, but listen. To all the people that are like, jeans are a no. I'm like, you're not wearing the right jeans. The jeans right. that I'm wearing feel like jogging pants. They hug, they hold, they stretch, everyone. And so you feel a thousand times better when you're wearing them. So that is why. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's the wrong jeans. I had the wrong jeans. It wasn't that I had gave, given up. <laughs> wrong jeans, wrong size, maybe. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Dress for you. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm really excited. I know I've heard bits and parts of this story, but I want you to tell everybody about like, how did Isla Pearl is the name of the blog? How was it born? And tell us about your career story and all the things. Okay. Well, I mean, rewind back to March 9th, 1980. No, I'm not going to start there. <laughs> but I think that, you know, growing up, I came from a really great family, like both hardworking parents, great jobs, the kind of jobs where you start once you graduate and you work there until you retire. I think we, a lot of us come from that generation. And, you know, I started my career like right out of university. There was not backpacking across Europe was not an option on the table. It was dive right in. And I mean, I'm very driven internally. I'm hardwired that way. So I think it was always in me to just kind of not climb the ladder, but always kind of be reaching for more. And so I started working with seniors in my high school days after school. I would go and work at the retirement home, help serve them dinner, you know, help give them like their midnight snacks. And by midnight, I mean like 8 p.m. You know, like I just became such like such great friends with not only the residents, but the families. So after university, I did a business degree. I went back to the industry and really that love came from, and this is where it's going to make sense, is my love and passion came from a place of wanting to transition people through a challenging time or stage in their life. And so whether that be through conversation or getting them the right resources, that's kind of what fueled my tank. And so as I kind of climb that corporate ladder, so to speak, and I roll my eyes as I say it because I hate that conversation, but I realized that as I got further away from why I got started, right? When you kind of climb that ladder becomes, as we talked about, about and numbers and servicing a board, hitting targets. And as much as I'm driven by goals and things like that, I just... I just wasn't feeling that same passion and fuel anymore. I felt as though I was getting so far away. So like I, after, you know what? It was a collision of realizing that I wasn't, I was no longer getting fuel from what I was passionate about. In addition to having a boss that was literally like the devil who wears Prada, like the most horrible boss that I ever could have worked for. I've, I've been very fortunate to kind of carry myself with a lot of confidence, maybe overconfidence at times throughout my life. But this woman really chipped me down. She, she told me things about myself that I started to believe that were not true. And I think just that in tandem with having my third baby, it was, it had to get that bad. I had to have this boss that really, really stripped me away of everything to realize what was important and what I needed to focus on. I had no desire to be a stay-at-home mom. I, it's not, it's just not for me. But so after I had Henry, my third, who is now seven, I decided to not go back to that career, to that job. And so the plan was to kind of start figuring out what that was going to look like. And, you know, he was like a few months old. We were going out for dinner, my husband and I, 
And I had probably had one too many cocktails, which is when the truth starts to come out. And he said, you know, like, if you could do anything, like, what would you do? And I was like, I don't know. I would probably do like, I don't know, maybe like workshops and like some events. And I'd like to work in styling. Like, oh, my gosh, part of my dream job would be like buying for like a company. And he's like, okay, none of this is making sense to me. I'm like, I don't know at all. Like, none of this makes sense. He's like, it sounds like you want to be a wedding planner. I was like, oh, I don't want to be a wedding planner. But there were pieces there, right? Like they, and I used to daydream about them when I was sitting at that boardroom table, except I never allowed myself to go there because that's what I chose. I chose to, to climb the corporate ladder. I didn't, right? And in your mind, you're like, it's too late to go back. It's too late to start over. And so honestly, it was out of that conversation. He was like, okay, well, what could that look like? And I was like, well, I think I could get a website. And he's like, well, do you have any idea what it could be called? I'm like, well, yeah, it'd be called Isla Pearl. And then I just started describing it. And it was like, All these daydreams within me, like, and I know that this sounds like so spiritual and like woo woo and weird, but it literally just started like pouring out of me. Like, I didn't even know it was there. And I think that's so much of it, right? Is like, we all have those things, those little moments in a day when we're like, can you imagine if, and before we can even get past the if we roll it back and we're like, well, that's not going to happen or that's not reality. Like we just talk ourselves out of it before we can allow it to become an idea. And then that's how it was born. It started as a blog. I wrote. I posted and I didn't post it for six months. I didn't publish it for six oh, months. What? Fear, right? It was like the fear of like, what are people going to say? And most importantly, like the local people, right? The people on Facebook who are just sitting there, like, you know, commenting away, you know, the people from high school that really have no impact on my life whatsoever. And so one day my husband turned to me and he was like, it's like, are you doing this or are you not? Like, really? And he said, pick a date. That's That's the published date. It's either publish it or you need to move on. So I published it and the rest is history. So yeah, that was like, I want to say five to six years ago. And so, you know, like, I mean, anyone who's been hanging around watching, it's, it's morphed, it's evolved, it's changed, it's grown. It's, it has a life of its own, truly, truly. And like, I never know what's coming next. I really, truly just lean into what my community is asking for. You know, I take tidbits through DMs, through messages, through conversations. And that's just kind of how the next phase evolves. Hmm. I love that. Okay. If you guys aren't following Susan yet, really like it is so varied in how you support people, but it's not. And it is like, I see how it all works. And when you say that you wanted to support people through a difficult time, like I remember you know, when there's like certain accounts that you lean on, depending on what season you're in, when you're following them. And I remember being like that girl that was dreaming in the boardroom, because I think you were like maybe two and a half years ahead of me, like in the, and I remember being like, oh, like, I'm just going to keep coming back here to this account because I need, I need to see somebody who's further down the path than me. I totally see how you would support people in that, like with social circle, with getting back into your health and wellness habits and so many things. Okay. So let's break this down. Tell everybody what social circle is. Okay. The social circle was intended to be kind of this safe place for women to come together once or twice a week, depending on the time of year. We, we get together for anywhere from like an hour up to an hour and a half and it's rooted in personal growth. And so there's always a topic at hand and everybody has a chance to talk. In fact, you're, unless you're having kind of a crappy day and you direct message me in the chat and say, like, I'm kind of passing today. And for many reasons, right? Is that 
not only are you getting the growth aspect through that conversation, you're also getting tidbits from other people. You're also feeling as though you're not alone. That like feeling of, oh my gosh, thank you. Like me too. But then you can also lean on inspiration and motivation from the people that are like, I'm having an amazing day. But then also to help women find their voice. We know those moments when we're so scared to talk and we're scared to say the wrong thing or it's going to come across the wrong way or it's going to be misinterpreted. And honestly, like I think back to like, I, I truly believe your story is created and there's like tidbits and aha moments along the way. I was told at a very young age, but the young age, I was in grade eight by a gym teacher that I was and like still to this day that sticks with me. Like to the point in university, I would never raise my hand. There was a class. Now I'm going on a tangent. It won't last long. Like 25% of my grade was just participating in class, whether or not you were right or wrong. I for, I, I, I just forfeited the 25% because that's how much I cared about not looking dumb. I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> dumb in, in front of people. And so that was also really important to me in the social circle. This is a safe place. You can't say the wrong thing. You're not going to like, don't worry about sounding dumb, quote unquote, or whatever it is. Because I believe that if you allow women to kind of have that place to build that confidence, hear their voice, feel validated, and they're like, whatever their opinion is or whatever they have to offer, they're going to be that much more likely to do it outside, right? Around the boardroom table, at work, to their spouse, partner, like whoever. So that became a huge component of that. And then all obviously the byproduct is just this community of fantastic women is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Okay. Did social circle come about in the pandemic or were you doing this before? No, it did. So I will say that like, yeah, I've been like chugging away for the past five years, you know, posting on social media, goddamn reels, like all the things that social media has done to us. Right. But I will say fortunate that I was in a very good headspace when the pandemic hit. Like I, there's something in me that just like kicks in and that kind of leadership, all those tools that I have gained through education and whatnot kind of came into play. And I, I just started offering them up like left, right and center because I was, I was not just surviving. I was thriving early on because in a lot of ways, I'll be honest with you. I know there's been lots of terrible, horrible things around this. We live a very, very full life with our three kids. And so going into lockdown, the beginning when we weren't running to hockey and running to baseball and running to dance and left, right and center being passing ships in the night gave us this freedom of time, a uh, breathing room, so to speak in my life. And so I was able to channel all that extra energy into this community, going, going live and connecting with people, creating the social circle, because I knew that women needed to have a conversation separate from all of the noise that was happening in their house. And so, yeah, two years later, still going. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love it because it's a great example of like the pivot, the like elusive pivot, but it is because at the time, right, going into the pandemic, I had just been talking to like two major contracts about events and then everything canceled, right? And you were running events and workshops and stuff and everything was in person. And that was hard. It took me like a full year to realize that even just doing, having conversation and connection through the podcast was going to help me. But I love that you recognize where you went into the pandemic really matters because I know there's women listening that are going to relate to that. And I also know there's women listening. They're like me that are like, I was suffocated and there was no breathing room and like my life imploded and I had no energy. Right. So that's really important that you recognize that because we need, we need everybody, but everyone at a different place heading into the storm or whatever. I love that you said that. That's so important. 
so important. Oh, wait, listen, the flip side always has to happen, right? Is like, I feel like as other people have started to thrive, like later on, that's when I was depleted, right? That's when I was worn out. I was on empty because I had been running on fumes for so long. And so we all like, I don't think it's possible to always be thriving, to always be. And I think that's also a huge part of the problem with social media is the way it's everything's portrayed is that everything's roses and sunshine and great and epic and all these things. It's no, we're like, we're multifaceted. We're multidimensional. We, we all have highs and lows, right? And it's so important to recognize and, and, and realize. And like you said, you know, lean on those tools that are available to you around you. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up social media because it's like such a, I love talking social media with somebody else who has like, you know, a grounded approach to <laughs> and mindset around social media. So, okay. What is the most annoying thing do you think right now for, for you? Like around social media? Like what's the thing that really gets you? Can I just talk about one or can I talk about a few? <laughs> um, one thing. Okay. So it, there's two main things that really, really bother me is that Instagram obviously controls everything to the point that we are like puppet masters or they're the puppet masters. We're the puppeteers, right? And so, you know, years ago, were there things like the algorithm at play? Like, sure, but they absolutely control that. Like you can go and read any report on all the things you're supposed to do. And at the end of the day, it's still completely out of your control unless you want to conform. And by conform, I mean, do a certain kind of real right? Like with skin. (laughs) Number two point, show your body. Literally, nudity, literally nudity is going to get you seen more, right? Do this, do that. And so where I have dug my heels into the ground is a few things is like, I'm a mature, qualified, intelligent, empowered woman. I do not need to conform to anybody's standards at all. And then I think about our kids. What lesson are we teaching them? If you want to be popular and you want to be seen, you have to conform and do what we're telling you to do. Like that is concerning. Like our kids don't listen to the words we say. They watch what we do, right? They watch what's going on around them. And so those are kind of, that's one major thing. And then another thing that, I mean, not social media per se, but what does concern me in the social media world is that as as much as I want to encourage and empower women to go after whatever they want to do. There is this like gray area and fine line with a lot of people who are kind of giving themselves titles that and qualifications that they don't necessarily have. Right. And so that becomes very concerning when people, because I, I see, I see the, um, what's the word? Like I see not preying on other women, but like when I see people becoming like, coaches. And I saw someone recently say that she's doing therapy and she's not a therapist. Like that is very concerning. Right. And so anyway, those are the two icky things that I don't really love about social media. Anyway, let's move on. I I love it. (laughs) The coaching thing. So I was working with a client who was so hesitant to call herself a coach. We literally had a brainstorming session on like what she was going to, she was, had such a bad taste in her mouth about like the whole coaching industry that she was like, uh, uh, no, I can't use that word. That's real because you're right. And the prices are all over the place. And what there's, I find a lot of stuff in the coaching industry right now is like, it's all about money. Like they're all about the numbers that they're making for people. And I'm like, 
Yeah. Just- Why? So it perpetuates the problem of women feeling as though they're not enough, mm-hmm. right? I can, I can share with you my experience, right? So even if, even if let's say you wanted to learn and do everything I did, you're not going to have the same outcome because your story is not the same as mine. We are not the same personality. We don't have the same skill sets. Like, and so that's what I see happening. It's like, I'll teach you my way. But as soon as you take that way and apply it, it's not going to have the same outcome. And then the woman who signed up for it is like, what am I doing wrong? What is wrong with me? Why am I not making a million dollars a month? Thus perpetuating this problem of women feeling as though they're not enough and they're not doing enough and they're not doing the right thing. So anyway, it's not why I came here to talk, but that's (laughs) that that, because like I come back to like my foundation and belief is like, you know, believe like I, I believe in your like I will do anything to support you, give you tools, give you references, like connect you to the right person. It just makes me very nervous. It makes me very nervous what's out there. Yeah. Makes sense. I I I think that the way you show up for women is like I think you've just like found your groove or something. I don't know how else to say it. I feel like I'm yeah. constantly in my face. But anyway. So tell me about is there anything that you're like working on or that you can like tell us is coming up that you're excited about this year? Oh my gosh. What you know what? It's funny. Like nothing like there's always things that are kind of happening behind the scenes and not this like, oh, stay tuned. Something big is gonna be launching. I think I'm always like chugging away on things, partnerships, collaborations. I have, you know, dreams, ideas. And by dreams, I don't mean like epic and taking over the world, but like things that matter to me and will be like really important to me. And so you'll probably just see those in tidbits come over over the next few years. But it's funny, you know, this year, it was like second year of lockdown. My husband goes to work every single day. He's not somebody who works from home. So he has me. Oh, you're so lucky. Everyone listening is like, oh, her husband leaves every day. That's this is the thing. This is where you can't get caught up in the comparison mode, right? Because I'm like, every time he left for work in the morning, I'm like, what's it like? What's it like to just get yourself ready in the morning and leave for the day, right? And to have like school going. And don't forget, right? I'm on one-on-one calls with people. I'm leading, leading calls. I'm not just sitting on a Zoom screen with it blank or like <laughs> hiding behind a camera. Like I'm like leading with my kids happening around me. I mean, my older two are pretty self-sufficient, but Henry, if anyone follows me, you know that he's just, he is a wing nut. Like one never knows what he's going to do. And so, you know, it was years of that. And so as we stepped into this year, my daughter is in high school. She started grade nine this year. And I really consciously pulled back. Like I said to my husband, I'm like, we don't know what this year is going to look like for school. I don't know what it's going to look like for high school. You know, there's anxiety at play, not with me, but, you know, with one of my kids. And so it was just important to me to kind of have a foundation and baseline that kind of continued to move me forward, kind of the building blocks and that, you know, what the heart of what I do, and then being able to add on things as it made sense. And so like yoga, right? So yoga, someone was like, are you a yoga teacher? I'm like, well, do you think I would be offering it if I wasn't? <laughs> Case in point. I've done a few yoga classes, so I'm going to start teaching it. No, <laughs> yoga teacher training like seven years ago. I practice all the time. And so the one of the last lockdowns when gyms were closed, I was like, I need my yoga. Like I, it's not for my body. It's for my mind. And so that's when I offered it the yoga. And so to my point is that was something I added on as an offering because it, it, really seamlessly fit with my personal schedule Mm -hmm. for my household, for my kids. It has no impact on anybody in this house. And so it just checks, checks a lot of boxes and feels really good to be back doing it. 
I I really love that. Like I wrote a post recently and I said that I really respect people that have built a business around their lifestyle. And that's what I see. Like you partner with brands that your family was already, you know, loving and using. You, you like you said, you added something to your business and like your revenue, you know, model or whatever that like fit in with your family. That's real. So like, that's what women, especially that want to add something in or have an idea or want to start a business. That is what they, that's, that's a very realistic approach to doing that right now in, mm-hmm. in all the uncertainty. Oh, and I make a lot of people mad though. Don't get me wrong. Do many women. I love it. That Gosh, I'm sure you're the same. The DMs that you get sometimes, like I offered like this free yoga class. I think you came to it on that Monday morning, right? And it was like, like 99 people were doing this class, which like made me so happy. And hmm. You know, someone DM me was like, um, that time actually doesn't work for me. Could you like schedule it on Tuesday at eight? I'm like, what? No, I can't actually. This is where you're going to start to see a different side of me. When I also have the flip side, like a lot of women are like, oh, can you please do some events at seven thirty, eight o'clock at night? Because that's, you know, my kids have gone to bed and I'm like, no, I have turned into a pumpkin at eight o'clock. Like, and like, I feel bad that I can't, but like you, uh, you're not getting the best of me. You're just not like you're, I'm, I'm not at my best at 8 p.m. So yeah, I think that that was like the pivot. That was like the moment, <laughs> moment, but it was a long time period. It wasn't a moment where I really, where things started to change was when I actually understood and practiced boundaries. Because when I exited corporate life, I was like, oh, you want me to do that on Tuesday? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you want me to do that on Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you want to charge that much? Okay. Sure. Yeah. I just, the pandemic, that is this, that is that, that was the moment where Kirsty had no, there was no ability to say yes to everybody anymore. And then I was like, Oh, I see what I was doing there. Okay. Thank goodness that the, I had the brakes yeah. on me because it might have just carried on for a lot longer. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard when you work for yourself. You know, you want to serve so many people and that's it, right? When you have. In my opinion, when your business is built on such a strong intention of truly like helping people and wanting to show up for them versus the money, dot, 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 you really do want to show up for people and as many people as possible. And it's hard. It's hard to say no. It's hard to, you know, not, not reach for that next offering that you know so many people can benefit from. But anyway. yeah. What do you think? Is there like a piece of advice that you got when you were starting that was either really good or it was like useless? Oh my gosh. I'm one of those people that like, if you tell me I can't do it, like I'm, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. We're both the same, right? You're like, oh, okay. Watch me. What? Like, oh, do you know me at all? <laughs> Not always a great quality to have whatsoever. But I remember, well, keep in mind, like I'm in a core, I'm a, in this corporate environment, like in the same industry for, since the age of 16, right? Other than going to university, I've been in the same industry. So like, and so like when I step out, it's like, I see the sun. And I see all these, and like, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a blog and I'm going to offer advertisements on my blog. People can pay for them. And I thought this was this amazing idea. Like, meanwhile, people had been doing this for decades, right? (laughs) So like, I literally knew nothing. I knew nothing. And so two things that come to mind is I never asked people for advice. I just did what felt right because I felt like not knowing anything and relying on what felt right and like leading with that gut and intuition was always going to carve my own path and it wasn't going to look like everyone else. And I was never meant to look like everyone else. Neither is anybody else. The problem is most people are, you know, taking inspiration or 
motive, like whatever from different people and piecing it together. And so I think that is like, I like to believe that my brand is different and unique because I've just never, I've just always kept my head down and done what feels right for me. But it's interesting because as I did start to create this following and by following, I mean like a thousand followers, like, you know, five or six years ago was like, wow, that's like a lot of people. And it is a lot of people, right? Because when you stop and you put it into the context of a thousand people in real life, it's a ton of people, right? And you're speaking to every day. But I remember someone saying to me like, oh, you should just focus on like local small businesses, like just just focus on doing local stuff. And I was like, but but my goal is not necessarily to be like this big brand, but if the way my brain quickly interpreted that was like, if I do that, I'm pigeonholing myself, right? Like I want to work with brands, Canadian brands, national brands, international brands now, because then it's greater exposure, it's greater reach. And that's not to come off as sounding like into myself or cocky or anything. My mission is to reach as many women as possible because when I do that, they will believe in themselves more. They will have more confidence. They will feel better about themselves. The voice in their head will be more positive than it is negative. And so if I can reach people in Italy through Geox, you better bet your ass that I'm going to be doing that. Right. Local was like, that was just small-minded, too Mm -hmm. small-minded for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think just like anything in life, it's like, you know, you can you can quickly get off track with advice. My advice, put your head down, listen to that gut intuition, carve your own damn path. I love that. If you're if you're sitting in a boardroom, which is now your dining room right now, listening to this, that is that is Susan's advice for you. Put your head down. <laughs> head down. Get off Instagram. Definitely get off Instagram. <laughs> Literally, it's half an hour later, and I'm like, why did I even come on here? Like, what did I? It's fascinating how quickly you can get off track. Does somebody told me that it was their like moments to themselves? And so, like, I think they were being a little bit defensive about like time spent online. And I was like, yeah, I get, I can relate. There was a past version of myself that would have said that too. But everything I, when I read Digital Minimalist and I started to really understand like how the tool is built to suck us in and things like that, I never looked at it the same way. And I built my career on using social media. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the double edged sword for me right now. It's like, I hate how controlled we're being, which is why I redid my website, right? Which is why my offerings are getting people off of social media. Can it be great? Yes, it's connected me with so many amazing women, so many amazing people. But I always come back to if you're stuck feeling as though you're not moving forward or there's things you want to do that you don't feel like you've the time or energy for, I guarantee you, you'll find it in not spending time on social media. Right. Yes. That's the quickest thing to eliminate from your life to free up time. It's so true. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Okay. So I love what you said about having this solid foundation for your business. I'm super excited still to see what excitement you're up to in the next year. And then I feel like maybe if we were to like have a crystal ball or something, like I think I see for you like some sort of like workbook, like a, not a, just a book, but like a journal. Oh, really? Something. And I also see Lori on you right now. <laughs> this is my witchiest moment of the day. <laughs> I also see a clothing line. I think that's also in your future. I think interesting. That's, I think interesting. That's the thing. <laughs> there would definitely be puff sleeves for sure in that clothing. <laughs> I would have to remember, like, I'm not just creating it for me. I'm also for other people. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. And I love the conversation. I could talk to you all day. Same feeling is very much the same. 
Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.